Better Show Fitness Friday edition. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and I want to wish you all a happy new year and a happy fitness year, too. I love the start of the new year, and our show today is part of our Fitness Friday series. It's another great one in our Fitness Friday programs. We will be hearing from returning guest, uh, one of our audience favorites, Sabrina Joe. You know, while many people gained weight during the lockdowns, others have used the change in routine to eat better and exercise more. On our Fitness Friday program, we talk with Sabrina Joe about exercise and fitness, but with the new year, our New Year's resolutions after such a brutal 2020 and 2021, here's to 2022, and it's good to look forward and think about what's better to come. The upside To a couple of years of totally adjusting our sweat routines, we finally had the opportunity to re-examine what type of activity brings us happiness, which is what Sabrina Jo talks about all the time. It gives us some peace of mind, an escape, or pure, fresh ambition. Maybe you tried a new virtual exercise class. Maybe you took your typical sidewalk runs to the woods to switch things up a little bit or buy yourself a kettlebell for the very first time. It's fantastic if you did that. <laughs> I always love speaking with Sabrina Joe, who is our Fitness Friday guest and expert because of her research orientation. Research that's based on analysis and outcomes orientation, which is so critical to our Not Old Better Show audience. Today, we'll be speaking about when the environment around you changes and your routine changes too, You can use it as an opportunity to say, I'm going to treat myself better in these really tough times. We'll talk about a fitness mindset, why it's so important to share some fitness trends, and some new resources that Sabrina Joe is aware of. So stick with it. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show Fitness Friday show via internet phone. Fitness Friday guest, Sabrina Joe. Sabrina Joe, happy new year. Welcome back to the program. We're going to talk fitness trends today, but gosh, my best to you, your family, everybody. You guys doing well? I, I am just excited to talk to you. You can hear that in my voice. I'm smiling. <laughs> yes, likewise. Yes, happy new year to you too, Paul. And we're all doing well. And we're looking forward to a happy and healthy new year. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Well, Let's talk about fitness in 2021 with an eye to 2022. So much has changed, and we can call it radical change. We can call it evolution. We can call it this new kind of home fitness direction. There's so many trends. I found kind of a – I'll just refer to it as a metric, and it said that almost 61% fewer active adults see gyms, health clubs – and group exercise classes as the best way to stay fit in 2022. God, that is a that's a big number. I I'm almost I'm I'm sad about that. I, there's so much that we gain from community with one another. There's so little that can be gained, I believe, via just myself and a screen. <laughs> you know. It's not- not the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about that? Am I am I overreacting to that? Is there <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think in in that metric that you shared, what stands out to me as is that this is a probably a survey and the people reported that they see 
the gym, the health club, or the group exercise class in the gym or the health club as the best way to stay fit. So what jumps out to me is it, they may not see it as the best way to stay fit, but I do think it's still an option. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by that is what I think we're going to see, um, I'm terrible at predictions, but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What I think this means is that in, in the coming year, we're going to see the gyms who have remained open and remained viable start to see a gradual increase in people returning. Now there, to be fair, there are already a certain amount of, oh, let's, let's car, let's call them diehard gym mm-hmm. goers that mm-hmm. have returned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's a certain amount of people that are, you know, willing to take that risk and have returned. And, um, I think that there's going to be a slow, gradual uptick in those numbers increasing. I think people will more and more start to return because I think that while in-home fitness or outdoor fitness serves a great purpose and has done so for the past couple of years, I think what people are missing are, is exactly what you just said, Paul, is that sense of community. Yeah. And with the work-from-home situation being what it is, I, I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, I think that people will start to see fitness facilities and health clubs as more of a social gathering place in addition to an exercise place because we're spending so much time in home and, and working from home. So while it's, you know, it's not at its peak by any means right now, I, I do think that the gyms that have remained open and then maybe even new ones coming into the space that have kind of taken a new approach to, to, you know, how they space Hmm. the equipment and how they, uh, you know, stay on top of ventilation and sanitation measures. I I just think there's some new technologies, some new approaches, new way of thinking about having people come into your gym space to exercise and work out, but also be together. So maybe you'll, we might see more social spaces, um, within gyms or maybe right outside of gyms, like uh, patios or open spaces where people can can congregate because I do think that being physically active is a show, social activity as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is too. You sound really positive and optimistic about this, and, and I'm glad to hear that because I I do get a great deal from the socialization. And we've talked a lot about that before. I, of course, love to be outside. And Gretchen and I go on walks a lot. And the outside world around our home has become kind of our fitness center. In my in my little just kind of anecdotal research for our, our conversation today, I, I've been going back to the gym a little bit more regularly, a little bit more regularly back to, to my gym. And there's a wall at our gym where um, – Prior to the pandemic, the wall featured the headshots of the various personal trainers. And and at any given time, that wall was full maybe of 24, maybe even at one point 30 personal trainers. And now it's down to six. I counted them. And um, wow. And I just thought, oh, that's a big that's just such a big change. And, mm. you know, exercising outside is wonderful, but you know, we miss a little bit of that kind of professionalism, that guidance that comes from working closely with a, a personal trainer. And so 
I, I, I'm thrilled that you're so optimistic. I, I believe that too, that, that we will get back for kind of some of those community um, purposes and socialization. But exercising outside, I think it just does offer an awful lot of options that are really appealing to a lot of people. I guess I, I'm getting around to my, my question here. What, <laughs> what does the research say about the, the level of outside exercise that we're doing it? Are, are, is everybody just finding that to be more enjoyable, do you think, right now than kind of headed back or, or heading back in, 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 in full to the gym? I, I don't know if there's been a lot of research uh, specifically about this topic you know, recently due to the pandemic, but I do know that more people are using outside spaces, um, parks, um, recreation areas and cities and communities. And I do know that um, fitness coaches and personal trainers and small group exercise coaches alike are, you know, contacting their local communities to get permits to actually lead classes or lead activities outside in these outdoor spaces. Hmm. And that's, been a real positive for people who either don't wish to go back inside of a facility or perhaps just don't even enjoy being inside. They really love the outdoors. And so I, I do see a trend to uh, of that remaining. I, I, I see more of that happening, and I, I think that's going to remain in the future. Um, and uh, wonderfully so. I mean, Working out or exercising or being physically active outside brings the obvious physical benefits that one would expect you know, being active outdoors, like the cardiorespiratory and the muscular and neuromotor benefits. Mm -hmm. But another thing that it does is it really um, allows us to, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to sound, but commune with nature because <laughs> that is... Um, as human beings, that's just one of the things that um, our brains are designed to do, to be in natural green outdoor spaces. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And <laughs> there is research on the effects of that, the positive psychological effects of being outside in nature. And it can be as simple as walking outside um, where you see some green, some grass, some trees, um, that's been associated with reduced anxiety and reduced stress levels. Um, it, it could be also, you know, getting a really hard, high-intensity interval training type of workout using outdoor structures that might be found in parks or playgrounds. Um, and there has been association with, you know, just greater well-being and and positive experiences being outside. So. I, I don't think that's going anywhere, and I think that's good for people who have access to it. One of the things you said, though, that's kind of disparaging is is the the wall of mm -hmm. photos and bios of trainers in your gym that has drastically decreased, and and that's I'm sure for several reasons, um, having to do with the pandemic, of course. But I do think that. Um, personal trainers and fitness coaches who have hung in there and who have adapted to our current landscape, yeah. which means um, yeah. Yeah. probably yeah. a certain amount of virtual coaching, um, maybe a certain amount of outdoor coaching, or even in-home or in facilities, the people who have hung in there have really uh, adapted and that famous word pivoted yeah. to what's going on in the fitness industry. And if you can find a trainer, um, who can, you know, service your needs, I, I think, 
obviously from my own bias, you're going to be much better off because you're going to be, uh, you know, given a program that will be individualized to you and will help you proceed safely and effectively because, um, while exercise and physical activity can do so much good in a person's life, um, if done haphazardly or maybe incorrectly, it can also, you know, sometimes cause injury. So we do want to be careful of all that. Yeah. And so thank you for that. And, and it's interesting to hear you talk about this idea of getting permits, you know, being licensed. Of course, many personal trainers go through extensive education, requ- educational requirements, and then continuing education requirements. I guess I just didn't even think about them needing a permit to exercise outdoors. That's really helpful. That's almost, that's almost a, you know, a, a certification in, in and of itself. And maybe, you know, a note to our audience, look for those personal trainers who do have the proper licensing, permitting, and uh, are um, working in, you know, accordance with kind of the rules around your neighborhood and being out in the community. I think that's a really good point. I just, I did not think of it. Yeah. And um, in in some instances, it might be seen as kind of a drag to, if you're the trainer, you're having to go out and get this permit and make sure that you're you're up to speed, but it really is, um, it's a win, win, win. It's a win for the trainer. It's a win for the client and it's a win for the community because you can look at some of these, um, parks and open spaces where hardly anybody is using them. Um, and if you come up with a, you have a fitness coach who can come up with some really innovative programs and get people out there using those natural spaces, um, in a way that's safe and effective and allowed by the city or the community. Um, I just think there's a lot of benefit on basically three ways <laughs> for the the community, the 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 tra- the fitness professional as well as the um, the people out there using it. Excellent tip. Excellent tip. Thank you for that, Sabrina Joe. So it seems like there's kind of a hybrid approach too. I've I've noticed a little bit of you know, some video coaching that might be going online, but yet you're able to take some of those exercises and go out into nature and, um, and out to the, to the out of doors and then kind of put those into place. So there, you're getting a little bit of both. Have you seen some of that too? Do you think that is, is a good idea if, if that's working? Oh, I do. I do. You know, I, I just think that in this coming year, um, fitness offerings and options to be physically active are going to be so varied that really you really have a choice to do whatever you want. (laughs) And I think that's a good thing. And I, and I've seen trainers do, do it all. I've seen, I've seen fitness coaches out in their, uh, cul-de-sacs doing a community, um, workout. I've seen people doing yoga classes out on the beach. Um, and I've seen people, uh, take their video cameras out in the backyard and lead people virtually through a streaming workout while they're in their backyard. So the people who are on the other end of the stream may not be outside in nature, but they're looking at the the coach who is outside in nature, which, you know, that can also be kind of a nice experience if you're, if you're stuck inside. <laughs> so uh, it's just... Uh, as hard as it was the last couple of years, um, I just, 
I'm a, I'm pretty optimistic if if you can't tell mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. yeah it's wonderful <laughs> that the variety and the options that people will have um, I think are going to be much greater than we've seen in the past and I think that there's going to be a lot of investment in gyms and health clubs and and fitness facilities and technology that all come together to provide a more optimal experience for the consumer. So, you know, uh, often crisis spurs innovation. And I do feel like that that's happening already. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, we're going to see more use of technology through apps, through streaming. Um, perhaps people are already noticing this, but I think they're going to see if you belong to a a fitness facility, you're probably going to see included in your membership now all these different options to remain tied to the fitness activities that the club provides, whether that's being there in person at the club or um, through an app or through some type of virtual streaming um, service that that gym offers. So I I just think your options are going to be huge going into this next year. It's really an exciting time, I think, because we we are going to have some options. And I think, just as you say, the the crisis, the pandemic has has nudged some of us to start moving a little bit more. It it, it couldn't be better. I I am a, am a am a true believer in in the value of exercise. I just I think this is fantastic. Do you think we're going to keep it up? You know, often it was said after nine eleven, we had a certain level of decorum and and grace to one another, and then that kind of withered. I, I'm hoping that this is something, and it seems like because of the health focus of the pandemic, people are thinking about this in health ways. And fitness, of course, is just uh, one of the most you know the number one way to maintain good health. I believe is through through good fitness. So. What does the research say? Do you think we're going to keep this kind of going? Well, I think that we're starting to see a shift in how we view being physically active as it relates to outcomes. And what I mean by that is I think the last 20, 30 years, we've had this perhaps very narrow focus on exercising because I have a certain goal in mind. So usually that goal is weight loss. And usually that goal um, had to do with how you looked in a bathing suit or on the scale. <clears throat> and so what I'm what I'm seeing, and I'm very happy about this, is that there's been a shift toward being physically active because of the health benefits and lesser so much about the appearance and aesthetics of it. And to your point, to what you're saying is, I, I think that has really benefited the the idea of exercising to, um, you know, promote better cardiovascular health, better cardiorespiratory health, better metabolic health, better mental health. These are all things that we know if they're not optimal, they can affect the immune system. And of course you want to have that strong, healthy immune system to deal with, you know, the challenges of the day, (laughs) the virus, the pandemic. So I think you're absolutely right. I think that people are starting to, um, you know, actively participate in this shift of being physically active for health versus for aesthetics. And I'm, 
again, <laughs> optimistic that that's not going anywhere. I think that, um, I'll, I'll give you a personal anecdote. Like I was for, for my entire career, always very, very involved in fitness and exercise and being physically active. But the last couple of years, I've really seen how my daily walks have helped with my psychological well-being. And I know for people who who experienced, especially the first six months of the pandemic back in the early 2020, where we were all on lockdown, I, I know people, myself included, who would use that daily walk as really just a, a mental health break. Um, something that I looked forward to, something that really helped me deal with the stress and anxiety of an unknown pandemic. And I still use it to this day. So that that healthy habit of coping with stress and anxiety through physical activity has has stuck with me even more so now um, that we're we're this far into it. So I don't know if that answers your question, but no, you I did think, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I do think that this there's a, been a very positive trend toward health outcomes um, versus performance or appearance mm -hmm. outcomes. That's fascinating. What would you say to our audience to get them to really just kind of kickstart their fitness in 2022? You know, maybe even consider some of the trends that you've observed this last uh, oh, quarter, perhaps, or last couple of months. What's emerging that people might find just really extra exciting and keep them kind of motivated and, and on track and be focused on the health aspects, as you say, rather than the bathing suit or just the <laughs> how, how we all look in the mirror, which is my big thing. <laughs> well, I interesting that you asked me this because over the last year, I've been conducting some pilot research, some preliminary research for my uh, PhD work that I'm doing. And what congratulations I congratulations on you. The, this is really coming together. Yeah, we're excited. We'll talk about this over the course of the next year, but this is wonderful again. Congratulations, but sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, thank you so much for acknowledging that um, and giving me a little bit of time to talk about it because I'm really excited about yeah. it. Yeah, me too. Um, so, what I did was I surveyed um, a group of um, older adults who were participating in um, exercise classes and uh, a large portion of the group, say about 42% of this group was participating in a 100% virtual online class. So it was streamed. Um, they had the choice of four days a week of taking the class, like over zoom in their living rooms. Um, and then the, the remaining part of the participants. So about 60% were doing more of the in-person live classes where they would go to a facility and they would take all the, you know, the, the same risk mitigation measures of the distancing and the masking over the, the course of the past year. So I, what I wanted to find out was I wanted to learn what they thought of their motivational climate. What, what did the exercise leaders and instructors do to help them feel welcomed and honestly just motivated to continue exercising and coming to the class? And what I found was that the instructors or the exercise leaders, and this was both virtual and in person, the, the leaders who allowed the, the participants to feel like they had some choice in the activities, so they had some autonomy, um, and who 
really created this caring atmosphere where everyone felt welcome and they felt like they were part of a group and they felt like they were all kind of working towards a a goal together, improved health and, you know, communion and, and having some belongingness and relatedness. So the instructors who were able to do that were able to have people who, you know, continued to participate in the activities and, you know, felt good about it. They felt like in in their survey reports, yes, I'm I'm committed to this. I'm going to continue to do this because I feel like I belong to something really great, something really special in this exercise class. And so it was a preliminary study and it has yet to be published. I'm working on that part right now. But um, I just wanted to kind of offer it as another message of hope in that regardless of whether you're able to attend in person to an exercise class or you're doing this um, virtually online, if you can find a class that makes you feel like you're cared for and you're part of a group and you're having a good time and you're enjoying it, um, at least these preliminary results show that you're more likely to continue to do that. So if I had any advice for people who are maybe starting something new, maybe starting a new exercise class in 2022, I would say look for a class that makes you feel welcomed and makes you feel uh, like you have some autonomy in, in the level at which you work out. Like you can make some choices about, you know, how you want to exercise because let's face it, only you know what's best for you. Sure, the instructor's there to guide you and give you safe instruction, but you are the person in your own body and you should be able to exercise and move in a way that feels comfortable for you. And the exercise leader should support that and give you options to do so. Um, and then of course, finally, you should enjoy it. So find something that you feel good about, that you enjoy, and that you feel like you're part of an important group. Um, and those are the things that seem to really help people stick with and adhere to an exercise program. It really is about, you know, kind of moving together, huh? It, it you know, feeling cared for, feeling as though you're part of something and, um, and the benefits that can come from that are, are just tremendous. I, I I love hearing that news, Regent Show. We're going to be excited to talk to you in 2022 about all of these trends, but most definitely this data, this research that you're working on. And we hope you'll come back and share with us, maybe first, <laughs> some of the research that you're uh, that you're absolutely um, ex- <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we'd we'd love it, and uh, it's valuable stuff. Well, my best to you, Regent uh, Joe, for all that you're doing. Happy, healthy holidays to everyone in uh, in your world. Wish you the best, and um, thanks for your time today. Thanks, Paul. It's always such a pleasure, and I look forward to speaking with you many times in 2022. <laughs> My thanks always to Sabrina Joe, our Fitness Friday guest, for joining us today. Please check out our website for more great tips, resources, trends, and information. And to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience, let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Please keep your emails coming to me with show ideas, suggestions, and comments for a great new year. Happy New Year again in 2022. You can find me via email at info at notold, that's notold-better.com. Again, Happy New Year, everyone.